I go back, I move out of my parents' house, and I spiral out of control. Like, I'm alone, like, no one will care. Um, it just left me just empty. Like, like I knew uh, that something was missing. I felt so unloved, and I felt so unworthy of love, <laughs> because who would want to love that? I asked God, I said, why? Why am I feeling like this? Like, take this pain away from me. I At this point, it was just a, a downhill spiral. It was ups and downs, but it was, it was a battle between our flesh and, and everything inside. I grew up in as a kid, my room shared a wall with my parents' bathroom. And I'll never forget hearing my parents argue night after night after night as I would lay down to go to sleep. In fact, their arguing would a lot of times keep me up to where I couldn't go to sleep. many times bringing me to tears, wishing it would just stop. I remember the night I heard my dad getting the clothes out of his closet like it was so close and I could hear every sound through that wall that I could literally hear him pulling the hangers off of the rod in his closet. I could hear him packing up and my mom had filed for divorce, but in this moment, she was crying out to my dad and asking him to stay. And I could hear every word, like I was in the room myself. And as you can imagine, many of you have been there, it absolutely broke me. I was sick because I knew my dad was getting his stuff and he was packing up to leave because my parents were getting divorced. And as my mom in that moment was pleading with him to stay, I heard my dad say, no, I've, I've had enough. and I was absolutely broken. When I think about rock bottom moments in my life, I can point back to that moment in a second where I heard, I can still hear it, the hangers coming off that rod in his closet and my dad going in and out of his room outside to load stuff into his truck and coming back and getting more stuff and my mom crying and yelling and him yelling as he was taking his stuff to the truck. Some of you have been there before. You've been at rock bottom. And the question we wanna answer in this series is what do you do when you hit rock bottom? I mean, if you've been there, like I was in that moment, and have been at other moments, 
You have to be thinking, God, where are you? Like, do you not see what's going on? Do you not hear? Are, are you not watching? And, and if you do see and you are hearing this and you are watching this and you, you do know what I'm going through, then, then why don't you care? If you're good, then why aren't you doing anything about this? Some of you have been there. And so in those moments, when you're at the bottom, when you're at rock bottom, and it could be for a number of different reasons, and we'll talk about some different reasons maybe that some of us have hit rock bottom throughout this series over the next three weeks. But if you've been there and you've been in that spot, you've been in that place, where you were absolutely broken and desperate. It brings a lot of questions to your mind. Like, God, how could you let this happen to me? Where are you? And you'll pray maybe and you don't feel like God hears you or is answering. You know, one of our Raider Church girls, her name is Courtney, she felt the same way. She felt all alone. She had hit rock bottom. And I want you to hear her story. Check it out. I grew up in a Catholic home. When I was like eight, we started going to a Baptist church. And that's when I really got involved and um, started going to youth and I started going to camps. And, you know, I really got in deeper with like um, how I saw Christ. And so October 21st, like 20. 15-ish, um, the day before my 16th birthday, I got baptized and I was like on fire for God and I knew like, whew, God rocks and God is the man and you know, he was just my number one and um, so things were going really good, you know, awesome home life, awesome sisters um, and then high school started and that's when it got a little tougher. Um, we had a girl that moved in with us and she wasn't into God, she didn't really like go for God. Um, so I started dating this guy that my parents were completely against and it broke apart my family. Um, it was to the point where I was on the verge of getting kicked out of my house. Um, my sister couldn't trust me, my parents couldn't trust me. So my senior year ended and me and that boy broke up um, and that was a very hard breakup and I took it way harder than I should have. And then I started getting into drinking and partying because sports were over and so it didn't matter. And I would pretend to be like that perfect Christian. So of course on social media, I'd be like, yes, God this, God that. Um, and then my Snapchat would show otherwise and I would be wasted at the bars or whatever. Then it came to my freshman year of college and I just was in a bad spot. I wasn't happy. I felt alone because me and my parents were still like on rocky terms. Me and my sister were still on rocky terms. Um, I still was going out and I was hanging out with the completely wrong people that didn't care if I went to church. Um, until I, I did start going to Raider Church around that time as well, trying to like get back at it to show like, yes, I am a Christian. Like, yes, I do do these things. One day I just had these girls just at me and at me about like where I stood with Christ and telling me how hypocritical I was about God and I was like you know what you're right like so I just felt like really really alone and like really bad about myself and I remember one day um, just getting in my car and just driving and driving and I drove to Littlefield 
and I went to a gas station and just got a couple bottles of pills. And then um, I just kept on driving and kept on driving and I was just like, you know, whatever, like my parents aren't really like connecting me with me, like me and my sister really aren't connecting. Like I'm alone, like no one will care. I just pulled over and took a whole lot of those pills. And I just remember like asking God, like why, why am I in this situation? Like why have you let me feel this low and feel this down? I know something just switched and I just remember like thinking of my parents and I was just like, I can't do this. Like this is not, like God would not want me to hurt my parents this way. God would not want me to do something so cowardly in that way. And so I called 911 and I told them like, please hurry, please save me. I got to the hospital and soon after my sister shows up and she was like, Courtney, what are you doing? Like. You know how much God loves you? You know how much God would do for you? Like you are his child, you are his. Like what are you doing? And I was just like, I don't I don't know it. Like I'm I'm just I'm just lost. I don't know. And that's when I realized like like they're right. Like God kept me alive because how much he loves me, how much he knows I am worth. So after that, like I just got really connected. Like I I knew that God was so much bigger than me and I knew he was so much bigger than my problems or my worries or my doubts or my fears. It was literally a whole new world just being so welcomed into Raider Church and so loved by these people that don't even know you. It is such a difference when you actually know him and love him and can go to him for things. Like you think you're good right now, just like, yes, I'm a Christian, like I'm a follower, but you have no idea how big of a toll it is when he is actually in your heart and he's actually like with you every step of your way. Like when you actually are trusting in him with everything you have, he is the greatest thing out there. He loves you more than anyone else in this world could. Um, and he just, he wants to be there for you. And let him, let him be there with his arms open. Would you give Courtney a hand and thank her for sharing? Courtney hit rock bottom. And if you haven't been there, chances are you will be at some point in life. Like because of circumstances or choices, chances are you will be at rock bottom at some point. In fact, Jesus pretty much told us, he said, in this world you will have many troubles. Jesus told us that, he, he warned us that we would have many troubles. And so the question is, when we hit rock bottom, what do we do? Where do we turn? Who do we turn to? And so if you've got a Bible, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 1. And you're going to see a story about a woman named Hannah. Hannah reached rock bottom. And much like you saw in Courtney and her story, she is absolutely broken in this moment. If you don't have a Bible or if it's not in the translation you understand very well, you can go to RaiderChurch.com on your phone. Just select sermon notes and you can follow along with this. All the verses and points will be there so you can keep those. But 1 Samuel chapter 1, I want you to see Hannah's rock bottom moment in what she did 
in response to being at rock bottom. Check this out. First Samuel chapter one, starting in verse four, it says this, on the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to Peninnah and to each of her children. Now, let's stop there for a second. Elkanah is a man who is actually married to Peninnah and to Hannah. So he has multiple wives, sinful. It's not a good thing. It causes problems. And as you can see, even from the very beginning, that Hannah's rock bottom moment came as the result of someone else's choices in these circumstances. And so Elkanah is married to Peninnah and to Hannah, but, and, and watch this, it says, and though he, Elkanah loved Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion because the Lord had given her, Hannah, no children. So Hannah has no children, she's barren. So Peninnah, the husband, or rather the other wife, Peninnah, would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Peninnah would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle, and each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. She was so upset that she didn't have kids and that Peninnah, her husband's his other wife, is taunting her and making fun of her. Maybe you've been there before too. And so she was reduced to tears. She wouldn't even eat. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow. O oh Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. And as she was praying to the Lord, Eli, the priest, watched her. Seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound, he thought she'd been drinking. Must you come here to the tabernacle to worship and pray? Must you come drunk, he demanded? Throw away your wine. Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying, watch this, out of my great anguish and sorrow. Hannah is deeply upset. She's broken. She can't have any kids, and in this day and this time, for a woman to have no kids was like a major knot to her identity. And so you notice that the other woman is taunting her and making fun of her, making her feel even worse. You know, oftentimes we'll hit a rock bottom moment in our life because something rocks our identity where we find our security, where we find our confidence, where we find our, our self-assurance, our identity. Maybe we're placing the confidence in our identity in something that just isn't gonna satisfy. Hannah has placed her confidence, it's in her identity. 
to have kids, to be able to reproduce, and the fact that she can is embarrassing to her. It's a knock against her security, her identity. And you know, sometimes the same thing will happen for you. You'll reach a rock bottom moment because of something that you find identity in is no longer there, or maybe not in the way you want it to be. For some of us, that might be with looks. We don't look the way that we want to. And because that's where we're finding all of our identity in the way that we look, maybe the place that we're putting our identity will bring us to that rock bottom moment because we don't look the way that we want to look. And because you're embarrassed, or because that's where you're finding your security, your identity, it'll bring you to rock bottom because you wished you looked differently. Maybe for some of you, it's the loss of a boyfriend or a girlfriend or not having that. Like that breakup is hard enough as it is, but for some of us, and this was me when I was in high school and the first part of college, I was finding my identity in the fact that I had a girlfriend. And when I didn't have one, I was uncomfortable because that was where I found some of my identity was in, was in having a girlfriend, was that security I placed in having that relationship. And so when I didn't have one, I would often hit rock bottom. Like it shook me that much to not have a boyfriend, I mean a girlfriend. <laughs> another day, another time. But for some of you, you've been in that same place. You either don't have that right now, you don't have that boyfriend, you don't have that girlfriend, or when you broke up, it was hard enough, the breakup was hard enough, but because you found all of your identity and, and security in that relationship, not having that relationship anymore brought you to rock bottom. For some of you, maybe finances. Guys, maybe one day it might be that job, that position, the money that you get from that job or that position, and you lose that. And because all of your identity, your security was found in that job, in that money, in that position, maybe that power that came with that, you'll hit rock bottom because you lose that job or because something goes wrong financially. Your identity's wrapped up in a job, it's wrapped up in money, and so when you don't have it anymore, sometimes that could be the source of, of hitting rock bottom. But regardless of what the source is, when you hit rock bottom, what do you do? Hannah had reached rock bottom. She's crying, she's bitterly crying. She's saying, I'm in deep sorrow, I'm in deep anguish, I'm discouraged, and what did she do? Did you notice in that verse that it says she got up and prayed? Our challenge in this series, for the whole series, is this. Is that faith turns rock bottom into stepping stones. I'd write that down. Faith turns rock bottom 
into stepping stones. And so in this series, each week, we're going to talk about one of the stepping stones to get out of rock bottom, the steps that you have to take to get out of rock bottom. And faith turns rock bottom into stepping stones. And so tonight, the first step is this. The first stepping stone is having the faith to pray. When you hit rock bottom, the first step you're going to take, a step you must take, one of the stepping stones that you must step to is having the faith to pray. You probably saw in those verses that Hannah, even in the midst of her sorrow and her anguish, and, and she even confesses her, her bitterness, her embarrassment, in the middle of that, she still gets up and she goes to pray to her God. And she doesn't, when she goes, she doesn't go just kind of sugarcoat everything. She comes to God and she lays it all out before God. And she says, God, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. This is what I, I don't have. And, and, and this girl over here, she's making fun of me. And, and, and my, my husband's married to another woman. She's broken and she, she's laying it all out before God. But she's praying in spite of her anguish, her deep anguish, her sorrow, her brokenness. She's still praying. She still has the faith to come to God and to pray. Some of us, when we hit rock bottom, we want to run from God, which just makes the situation worse. Having the faith to pray will turn rock bottom into a stepping stone. Watch this. This is what Psalm 59 verse 16 says. But as for me, I will sing about your power. Each morning I will sing with joy about your unfailing love. For watch this. For you have been my refuge, a place of safety when I am in distress. When I am in distress. You, God, you are my place of refuge. I'm going to have the faith to pray, to come to you as my place of refuge. So here's what Psalm 59 is saying. Watch this. God is not my refuge from times of trouble, but in times of trouble. We're going to go through times of trouble. We're going to hit rock bottom. And so Psalm 59 tells us God is our refuge, not necessarily from times of trouble, like to keep us from times of trouble. Sometimes he will. But when we hit rock bottom, God is our refuge in times of trouble. When I heard my parents through that wall arguing, when I heard my dad taking the clothes off of that rod in his closet and I could hear those hangers coming off. I could hear him stuffing his bags with his stuff. When I could hear my mom pleading with him to not leave but to stay. I was crying, literally some nights, crying myself to sleep. But on many of those nights, in spite of everything that was going on, I would pray. And I would cry out to God, God, help us, help my family, help my parents, help me and my brothers to get through this. I would pray. 
I was involved in a small group with some other guys where we read the Bible together and prayed together and encouraged. I would go to that small group and I would tell them what's going on and they would pray for me and they would pray for my family. I was involved in a church. I was heavily involved in the youth ministry at my church and I was really close with my youth pastor. And so I, I was telling him about what was going on and he would pray and we would pray together about what was going on in my family and, and, and in my life. But in those times of trouble, instead of running from God, I ran to God. I ran to him and I prayed and I cried out to him and I sought him rather than ran from him. See, the first stepping stone to leaving rock bottom is having the faith to pray because faith turns rock bottom into stepping stones. You might think, well, how does that happen? How do you go, for, how, how does rock bottom just turn into a stepping stone? Well, watch this. Paul wrote this in Romans 8, verse 28. He said, and we know, watch this, that God causes everything to work together for the what? Good. Let's, let's try that again. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. It's not all good. My parents getting divorced was not good. The Bible says clearly God hates divorce. Jesus confirmed it and said, what man has joined together, let, or what God has joined together, let man not separate. God hates divorce. It was not good. But God and his supernatural ability brought good out of it. There is purpose. If you're at rock bottom and you're wondering, where, where is God? What, what is he doing? Does he not see what's going on in my life? I want you to know tonight, there is purpose. There will be purpose from your pain. Because God can take even the worst moments and he can work them together for good. For whose good? For your good. For his good. God is so amazing. He is so powerful. He is so good that he can take our worst rock bottom moments and he can bring good out of those situations. They weren't good. The rock bottom moment that you find yourself, it's not a good place to be, but God can bring good out of it. And you will find when you look back that there was purpose that came out of your pain. And so here's what I want you to see tonight. It's that if you're not seeing the good yet, then God's not done yet. If you're not seeing the good yet, that Romans 8, 28 talks about, if you're not seeing the good yet, then you've still got some stepping stones to take and God's not done yet. No matter where you're at in your rock bottom moment, how low you may go, how low you may feel, I wanna tell you tonight, God is not done with you yet. He's not done with your situation yet. 
And your faith in him, your faith to pray, is going to turn that rock bottom moment into a stepping stone that will be for your good, that God will use for your good. He'll turn it around and he'll use it for your good. You know, if you keep reading in 1 Samuel chapter 1, many verses later it says that God heard Hannah's prayer and he gave her a son. And you know what her son's name was? Her son's name was Samuel. Now, if you don't know who Samuel is, Samuel ends up being this powerful prophet of God who ends up anointing the first king of Israel, Saul. And then when God rejects Saul and chooses a new king for Israel, King David, you remember David and Goliath? God uses Samuel to anoint David as the new king over Israel. So Hannah's son, she was barren. She was rock bottom, but she had the faith to pray and God turned that rock bottom moment into a stepping stone and God gave her a son. He answered her prayer and his name was Samuel and he anointed the first and second kings of Israel to be king over God's people. And now watch this. If you want to read about Saul and David in the Bible, you know where you have to go? There's no book of Saul. Saul wrote many of the Proverbs and wrote a lot of Ecclesiastes and things like that. But to read about the reign of Saul, you don't go to 1 Saul. To read about King David in his life, in his kingdom. You don't go to first David, no. If you wanna read about Saul and David, the first two kings of Israel, you know where you have to go? First and second Samuel. Some of the most important history of God's people, God's children, is found in first and second Samuel. Hannah was at rock bottom, but she had the faith to pray and God heard her prayer and God turned a bad situation. He brought good out of it. He brought purpose out of it. And because Hannah had the faith to pray, her rock bottom moment turned into a stepping stone. And she had a son and his name was Samuel. And God used Samuel in incredible ways. And he ended up being, that son ended up being one of the most important figures in all of the Bible. That's what God can do with a rock bottom moment. And he can do the same thing in you. You know, he did the same thing in me. What my family went through, and not just the divorce, but everything that followed after that, the wake of destruction that came in the years that followed that divorce, ended up pushing me further and closer to Jesus. It pushed me further down the road in my spiritual walk than I ever could have imagined. 
I grew more spiritually during that time in my life than maybe ever. It was during that time when I began to seek after Jesus really for the first time because of what was happening in my family that I, I felt like God gave me a vision that he was calling me into ministry. It was during that time, it was during some of those rock bottom moments that God, I was praying and I was crying out to God that God gave me a vision that I would be in ministry. I would be a pastor one day. And then because of what happened in my family, God gave me a vision and shaped my heart and my mind and made me, gave me this, just this commitment and this passion for the kind of husband that I wanted to be. For the kind of dad that I knew that God wanted me to be. And it was during that time, those rock bottom moments and those rock bottom years that God shaped all this and formed all of this in me. What happened in my family was terrible, it was awful, it wasn't good. But as I loved God and had the faith to pray and to seek Him, God took a bad situation and He caused it to work together for good. For my good, for my family's good today, for his good. And so I believe some of you are here tonight and you've been in a rock bottom moment. And we want to pray for you tonight, if that's you. And so if you're here tonight and you would say, man, I'm, in a, I, I'm struggling right now. I, I, if I'm not at rock bottom, I'm close. I'm I'm struggling, I'm discouraged, I'm in, it's got sorrow and anguish, just like Hannah talked about. If that's you, I just wanna invite you to be brave and to be bold and just stand up and we wanna pray for you. Have the faith to pray and to let other people pray for you, thank you. Anyone else here tonight would say, I'm, I'm at rock bottom or I'm, I'm headed there and I need some people to pray? Man, take that step tonight. Have the faith to pray, to let other people pray for you tonight. Anyone else? Okay, if you see one of these people, if you will get up and go and circle around them. When someone's down, when someone's struggling at Raider Church, we circles around me and we pray for them and we lift them up and we encourage them. So in this moment, would you pray over them that God would give them the faith to pray, that they would know right now in this moment that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, that God's close to them and that they would feel the presence of God. They would feel God's unfailing love that we read in Psalm 59, they would feel God's power right now in this moment, lifting them up. And pray that they would have the faith to pray, to take that first step out of rock bottom.
God, we pray for each person standing right now. They're saying, just like Hannah, I'm at rock bottom, God. I'm struggling right now. And I need your help. And so God, would you come to the rescue of each person right now? Would they feel your presence right now in this moment? Would they feel your power right now in this moment that the Psalm 59 talks about? God, would you give them the faith to pray and to believe in this moment that you can bring good out of their rock bottom? And so God, I pray that very soon, soon and very soon, God, that they would see the good that you have planned and purpose for them. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. You can remain standing. Our band's going to lead us in a time of worship. We're going to have prayer teams all over the room. They've got orange glow sticks on. They're here to pray with you. Is something going on in your life right now? You're, you're feeling depressed or, or anxious or just need a fresh touch from God? Go to one of our prayer team members and let them pray for you. Psalm 59 verse 16 says, But as for me, I will sing about your power. Each morning I will sing with joy about your unfailing love. For you have been my refuge, a place of safety when I am in distress. God is not my refuge from times of trouble. He's my refuge in times of trouble. There's purpose coming from your pain. God is not done yet. And so let's sing with joy because we can find comfort and safety and refuge in our rock, in God, our Father. So let's sing with joy about his power. Let's sing with joy about his unfailing love tonight. God, we worship you and thank you that you can bring good out of the darkest moments. You can turn rock bottom into stepping stones. And so we worship you tonight, God, for your unfailing love and your power. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed watching today. And if Raider Church has impacted you in any way, we would love to know about it. You can email me, parker at raiderchurch.com. And if you have any questions about Raider Church, please visit our website. Here at Raider Church, our vision is to have every college student come to know Jesus. We want this to be a safe place filled with people who care. Our hope is that Raider Church would become their second home. And so if you would like to partner with us financially, you can go to RaiderChurch.com give. It's amazing to see what God is doing here, and we want you to be a part of it. So welcome.